Hello, everybody. Oh, I missed that song. And I missed you guys. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I think I have officially decided, by the way, to change the name of the podcast to tell me something good. For a bunch of reasons. One, it just kind of makes sense. Um, because, you know, at first, I was calling this fairly normal because we're all just kind of fairly normal. But as the podcast has evolved, I didn't really know what it was going to be. And as it has evolved, it's evolved into me wanting people to tell me something good. I always look for stories of shit that people have overcome, right? Or some positivity. Positivity? Sounds like a Jesse Jackson word. That's some positivity. Uh, damn, there's something good. Positivity to me. The reason I say it sounds like a Jesse Jackson word because it sounds made up. Positivity. Tell me something good. So I think that's it. If you've got a problem with that, feel free, everybody, to let me know um, at the, tell me at the fairly, well, I'm going to have to change it. Holy shit, that's right. Because I had an email for you guys to send stuff in, like suggestions and shit like that. And I'm going to have to change that now because it is no longer... Uh, the fairly it won't be the fairly normal podcast but maybe i'll keep for right now for right now the fairly normal podcast at gmail.com you know what before i change the name how about that before i change the name the fairly normal podcast at gmail.com suggestions if you like the name change what have you i i'm like 75 percent there of changing it we'll see uh, but I'm fucking psyched. I'm, uh, uh, here's why I'm doing another solo cast on a Monday. Is uh, I want well look. It these are if I'm being completely honest with you guys, these the solo casts have my lowest numbers, um, and I am <laughs> I'm a little weird and obsessive. Like I don't I'm not saying. I don't focus on this because on the solo cast because I'm focusing on negative. I'm like, oh, I'm focusing on it. I get obsessed with how I can make it better. So I'd also love to hear your suggestions for that too. You know, in the past, I've always basically let it flow, right? So I've taken some questions from Twitter and, and shit and Facebook Live and all that stuff um, and done it that way. But I've never really th- thought things out or planned them out with topics that of my own that I wanted to talk about. You know, that's, I've just kind of let it flow a little bit. Um, so if you guys have, I'm all about listening to you, right? I'm all about it. Now I may not agree with it and I may just say fuck off, but I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your suggestions. I want to hear how you think, if you think the solo casts aren't as good as the interviews, tell me why. Shit, I'm on, I'm on board, man. You're not going to hurt my, I've always said, if your last name isn't Wolf, there's it's not there's a good chance you won't be able to hurt this hurt my feelings. I don't you know what I mean? Like people who I don't know that well can't hurt my feelings. 
that's how it is. So I'm all about getting better and being honest and, and um, with myself, too. And so I would love to hear your suggestions about this, these solo casts. Uh, an update on me. Sweaty guy is back. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, a couple of years ago, it's got to be going on five or six now, shit. I just started to sweat when I was performing anything. TV, uh, um, uh, stage, whatever, even radio. When I perform, I sweat under the arms. And I, I, a sweaty guy, I, I gave him uh, an alter ego, sweaty guy. And right now, up until, well, I'll tell you, up until about six months ago, I think, what is February, March, five months ago, sweaty guy was undefeated, man. No matter what I did. And I'm not doing Botox. People are like, why don't you Botox? My theory on Botoxing your underarms to stop sweating. Sweat leaves your body because your body is pushing shit out that it doesn't need anymore. Uh, when you stop that from going out, it stays in your body. I that's that can't be good. Think of all the things that your body tries to get rid of that it pushes out. You think of any of those off the top of your head that you think you should keep inside. Poop, pee, vomit, sweat, hmm, semen. Huh. No, I mean, your body gets rid of it because it thinks it's making a baby. That's basically what it was made for. It wasn't made for your sock. It was made for, you know, to make a baby. So yeah, your body gets rid of shit, right? When it gets rid of it, you don't want it back. When you spit something out, you don't want to, well, maybe I should keep that. So that's the same thing with sweat. So that's why I won't do the Botox. But Sweaty Guy has been undefeated until, oddly enough, guys, when I went on that really strict vegan diet, just beans, greens, nuts, and seeds, Sweaty Guy actually, now that I think about it, was rendered useless. Yeah, I mean, he he was in his corner taking some shots. That's really interesting. Because now that I've reintroduced a little bit, right? So I have a little bit of chicken. I'll have some meat once a day. I'll eat some more. I eat a lot more grains and shit. And but sweaty guy is definitely back. Like I've I'm, I I this week I will be doing a uh, something called Hollywood Today Live and that Ross Matthews is on. And I know I'm gonna sweat like. And I have to put guys. I put pads under my. They can think they're called sweatex. But I gotta tape them under my underarms and it doesn't even work the sweatex stuff isn't even that good because they're not expecting someone to sweat like a fucking animal like i do it's it's debilitating guys there, there are times when i really i feel uh chained on stage and even on tv because i i'm so self-conscious of it it's 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 uh there have been times that i've been so fucking frustrated with it because I feel like I can't be completely me, arms or whatever. Because I'm always scared that this huge flop sweat is just gonna people are gonna see it. And I guess, look, I'm never been, I'm not shy about telling people about it. But there's something about seeing it. I don't know, and it makes me more importantly it makes me feel fucking gross. And that's the thing. Like that's why I don't feel. I just feel fucking gross. So, um, maybe that is, maybe that's the diet, but sweaty guy is back, everybody back and taking 
big swings. That dude never quit, sweaty guy. Fuck him. <laughs> I don't like him. Um, yeah, uh, what else? Beth and I are both back. Beth's movie was amazing. Oh, my God, everybody. To watch her do her thing. Uh, you know, I was there for that last week of shooting. And to watch the respect that she got on set. And to watch the complete positive um, just vibe that she had there because that's her thing she's such a people have asked me before is that real all those hugs and shit that she does that's real and i'm like that is a hundred percent real it's a hundred percent real she that is just her and some people especially here in this town think it's fake or put on and that is just her she is a hugger and like loves to give compliments and gush about you and all that shit and so to watch her do her thing was absolutely amazing. I can't believe, um, I can't believe how happy I was. Yes, I get it. I guess, um, it, I was just completely happy for her and and just cool f- to see. I'm also very happy on a completely different note for my friend Sarah Tiana, who's in Nashville right now. Everybody, I just thought of that because I just saw a post she put up. She's in Nashville taping her talk show called tonight y'all so but ha- i'm so psyched to have beth back but it's weird because she's been gone all summer i've had this house to myself all summer and it's definitely guide guide itself up a little bit although i will say i don't know if i ever told you guys this you know when i first when beth first met me i didn't have any you know my my kids were taken care of and we ate and you know slept and had water so you know the the necessities uh, <laughs> but you know, when I met her, I didn't have any curtains in my house. She was like, it's bright in here. I was like, yeah. She was like, you don't have any curtains. I'm like, do I need them? She was, yeah, houses have curtains. And I was like, why? And she was like, so it's not just, and then she went out and got curtains and I was like, oh yeah, no, it is much better with curtains. Um, and guys, football, football and fucking football. How about that? Right? It's back! Curtains. I probably should have known better and had curtains, by the way. There there are a couple other things that she added to the house that were really necessity. But the curtains, I think. Rugs. A rug every now and then. A throw rug. I had never had one of those before. More than one pan. I had one pot and one pan. And I would just wash them. Um, but she really turn me into a human being football everybody is back man it's so funny here's and, and i would tell you like if i was going to pick a team i am a above everything else a re, if i had to pick one this is the only team you can watch for the rest of your life pick a sport a team it would be the red Sox. so for me the red Sox, red Sox, red Sox. i was born with basically a glove in my hand i fucking love the red Sox, and I don't know what it is. I think maybe a lot of it has to do with my dad. You know, my dad wasn't a really emotional dude growing up. He didn't emote that well. But, man, the one place you saw that he really cared was he coached every team. And he was there all the time. He was always there. So his version of emotion was being there. Which, you know, it's, it's funny. And let me just, as I usually do, go off into a tangent. It's funny, by the way, when you look back, man, and you 
And sometimes when you look at other people even, and you judge them as parents or even well, as spouses, um, you have to remember that sometimes somebody's not, you don't think they're a great parent or a great spouse, but they're as good as they can be at that. Does that make sense? Like not everybody's going to be Martha fucking Stewart, although she went to jail, so whatever. But you know what I mean? Not everybody's going to be Susie Homemaker and fucking father of the year. Sometimes they're just as good as they can be. And I don't know that people should be penalized for that. And not only that, for every good, there's a bad, man. You know, for every every terrible, who somebody you would consider to be a terrible parent who was never fucking there and whatever, I bet you those kids grow up, um, and the ones that had to fend for themselves a lot and have an easier time uh, uh, transitioning into adulthood because they've taken care of themselves. You know what I mean? So for every negative, I think also there's sometimes is a positive and I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but, uh, I think I was talking about football and my dad and football is back. Everybody, uh, I have to tell you the Red Sox, right? So if I had to pick a team to watch Red Sox, but if I had to pick a sport, Football, not even close. Here's the thing: like I, 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 the biggest example of, of of for myself, like when I see that, and how I know that because, man, I, if you were like, hey, do you want to watch a Brewers, uh, Rays game? I'd be like, fuck you! I'm not watching a fucking Brewers Rays game, <laughs> but. I watched the Browns play. You know what I mean? Like, I watched the Browns play the Eagles, and I could give a shit about both those teams. But it's football. The red zone, NFL red zone, guys. If you don't have NFL red zone and you're a football fan, holy shit. It's like porn. It's it's sports. It's football porn. It's no commercials, nonstop football. Oh, my. I mean... Is, is it terrible to be hard when you're watching that? Not even like hard, like I want to jerk off to it, but just hard, like I'm so happy right now. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a difference. I'm not talking with sexual hard. I'm just talking about happy hard. I don't know if that's a term, happy hard. But if it is, uh, if it isn't, it is now, right? I'm not sexually excited hard. I'm happy hard. Happy hard. Uh, and that's what it is. Like football... There's something about it. Although I will tell you, uh, uh, conversely, if I'm going to go to a game, football is last on the list. At last. Behind hockey, behind basketball, definitely behind baseball. If I'm going to go to a game, uh, the funnest two, to me, the two best sports to watch live are baseball and hockey. Hockey, if you don't love the sport and really get it on TV, it is a fucking snooze fest. Holy shit. Because the puck looks like it's meandering around and the guys look like they just kind of casually floating around the ice. You get to that game, especially if you sit down near the ice. Holy shit, you appreciate how fast those dudes are moving and how hard they're hitting each other and how fast that puck is going. You could not pay me enough money or put enough padding on me to have me be a goalie. Fuck that. I don't know, unless the cup is a wall, like an actual brick wall, I don't think they make a cup that can stop a fucking, basically, bullet 
of a, but a large rubber bullet from squishing your testicles because it's not even that like it's hitting it but the it's compacting them it's smooth fuck it so and baseball live to me is especially on a nice day there's something about being out at the park and there's no time limit and you know the thing also about being out there is you don't <laughs> and this might be a negative for some people but you don't your your eyes don't have to be glued to the field all the time you're not gonna miss a whole ton of shit you can talk to the people next to you you can go up and get a fucking hot dog and it's fun just to be out there at the park to me football worst sport live although watching the patriots uh seahawks super bowl live pretty great everybody pretty fucking great I don't know if you, uh, I wonder if I've ever told you guys that story about the dude we were sitting next to in the Super Bowl game. Okay. So I went to the Super Bowl. My brother uh, got tickets and we went and saw the Patriots and Seahawks. And our seats just happened to be at the goal line where the whole fucking game played out. And this dude from Boston took, he took, some special K that this girl had given to him. For those of you who don't know what special K is, it's a horse tranquilizer, everybody. He was like, oh, I'm going to take this fucking... Uh. <laughs> she said, it looks... What do you know what it is? I go, yeah, man, that's that's a... It's called special K. It's a horse tranquilizer. You don't want to take that. He said, I'm taking it. She said, it's going to be a good time. I'm like, nope. And he was already like six beers in. Guys, this dude, had, it was his life savings to come to this game. He had spent his life, he'd never seen a Patriots game, much less been to a Super Bowl. He'd spent his, basically his life savings, this blue collar dude, to come out and sit here and spend the week here and just fucking blow it out. And it was gonna be the best day of his life because he, he was about to see the Patriots win in what some people would say the most dramatic finish of all time, right? Dude took the special K, passed out, missed the entire last drive. The only thing, the only pictures from the game that are on the phone are on phone are pictures of his friend's nuts on his cheek that I took. I'm a poor fucking guy. I mean, they had to fucking carry him out. But I think football live for a couple of reasons. One, uh, usually weather. Like it's uh, so much cold weather shit. Not a fan. But also, you you know, you're so far away from the field. And sometimes, even with great seats, you're not really seeing the game in the same way that you get to watch it on TV. Football is the perfect television sport. You need those angles. You need the slow motion. Now, my one exception to that would be a game maybe like the Super Bowl or college football where the atmosphere itself is part of the thing, right? But you don't get that atmosphere at a lot of professional games. You know, you do in Seattle, I will tell you this. One thing I will say about the Seattle fans is there's something very collegiate or even Euro soccer-y about them. You know, the songs and, and you know, twelve, you know the 12th man and all that shit. They're really, it makes them feel like one giant group. So I get that and just being part of it. But mm, that live, no thank you. Um, but like I said at the beginning, um, I am going to... to uh, Maybe try to have a couple topics that I will try to discuss, and um, I'm, I'm, and we'll see how it works better like this, or if you guys uh, like just a complete free flow. When I flew back today, I 
I got to do Oddball Fest this weekend, which was amazing uh, uh, in Camden, New Jersey, and I had a fucking great time. And if you guys follow me, you uh, you saw the picture that I posted. I, I really was. Uh, it was a great time, and and um, you know sometimes I mm, I don't know how to put this, especially in comedy. I just don't feel like one of the cool kids. Uh, this isn't. I don't need. Uh, Affirmation. I'm not saying this why I need you guys to pump me up. And I don't mean say that in a negative way as one of the cool kids. But you know, the oddball tour or things you ask me, people have asked me why I'm not on midnight. Uh I'm j I'm not one of the cool kids, right? Um it's why I don't go to I don't get invited to a lot of festivals. There's not a lot of cool factor around me. And um so it was very it was a very cool well, cool. I, it was a great experience for me to be able to do that oddball fest. And because I know that about me, because I know that I lean way more blue collar um, in comedy club and just people wanted to go out and have a good time and the cool factor isn't really there. Sometimes I get nervous when I'm put in those situations and I never get nervous performing. It's sometimes usually the place where I feel most fucking comfortable, but so oddball, and I will tell you, I was out there, and Jeff Ross opened and fucking killed, and Michelle Wolf went on stage and killed, and Kyle Dunnigan went on stage and killed, and I was next, and I know Tom Segura was after me, and he's a fucking monster of a comic, right? And I was like, wow, I hope I just, I hope, I, I don't know why I doubted myself. I haven't doubted myself in a long time, but anytime I get in that situation where I feel like they're looking for somebody cool, that, uh... That's not going to be me. Guys, the, Los Angeles is the most difficult place for me to play because there's a lot of cool kids here. You know, if I'm talking about kid, you know, having kids or or anything like that, like, I'm not, you know, anybody's ever seen me. Look, when you come to my show, you're not learning it. You can put your fucking dictionary away and you're not learning anything. We're there to have a good time. I'm going to tell you some stories. We're going to have fun. And that's, sometimes doesn't play and Los Angeles is the hardest place for me the comedy store in particular is the hardest room in the country for me which is why I call in to go down there and sometimes I take a lump or two down there I'm not gonna lie to you and part of that is because the other people on stage are so fucking phenomenal um, but uh, yeah it was a great experience to do oddball and I had a good set and um, I think I did anyways and uh it was it was it was good for me. It was good for me, um, but on the on the flight back, because I had to reroute some stuff, and it was kind of a last minute deal. I got the uh, flight out this morning, and um, I had to sit in the middle seat, which is fine. I usually don't sit middle seats because I usually book it far enough in advance. And but I, I had a middle seat, and okay. I was surrounded by, and you tell me if you go to the email that I sent in or you tweet me. This is what I was on either side. To my right was a lip smacker. One of those guys. Ooh, right? Lip smacking the whole... A lot of that. To my left, fidgeter. Dude who can't sit still. Leg shaker. Constantly shuffling, and you know when you're in a uh, plane, if you are constantly banging up against your seat, the whole row shakes. So anytime I tried to sh to sleep, that dude basically woke me up every thirty seconds. What 
the leg. So if you're in a movie theater, let's just go movie theater because not everybody flies as much as I do. If you're sitting in a movie theater, what bothers you more? The leg shaker who shakes your entire chair or the lip smacker? Now, I will tell you on a plane, on a plane now, the leg shaker is way worse because I can put my headphones in and drown out the lip smacker. But the leg shaker ruins my entire trip. I would say in a movie theater too. To me, the leg shaker or fidgeter is is the worst. And, and, and because it doesn't bother them that they're shaking. Like when I shake my, I'm shaking my leg right now. That doesn't bother me. But if Beth was sitting next to me, she'd be like, stop shaking your fucking leg. Because it shakes. If you're going to shake, you want to shake yourself. Is that a thing? If you want to shake, you want to shake yourself? Maybe. Um, but yeah, to me, leg shaker is one of the most annoying uh, pet PV public, and I'll throw any more P's in there I can, problems. Oh, the leg shaker on a plane. Come on. Because everything else, anything you're doing with your nose, or like a, the heavy breather. Oh, Jesus. This is the... One of those people where you're like... what? You're watching a movie while you're breathing so hard. If you're if watching a movie makes you breathe so hard, maybe you shouldn't be here. Maybe you should be out walking somewhere. <sighs> yeah, you're just sitting down still. So maybe you should get maybe you should maybe you should just do calf raises and just stand up and do calf raises for the whole movie just to get a little your heart rate going a little bit. <sighs> yeah. Now listen, I know you guys hear me slapping doing that. I am a little sick, so I'm not usually a lip smacker, but I'm maybe I'll just put some chapstick on. But you know when you're when you have like you're a little sick and like um you it feels like your whole face is dry. You know what I mean? You're like, oh man, and no matter how much liquid you drink, like it it's like you you somebody poured a gallon of sand down your throat and then you licked a camel's asshole. And you're like, well, this is just dry, you know. But I, it, to me, and here's my other question. When you're out in public, and I, I didn't say something to the guy. I didn't say something to the guy. In a movie theater, I think I would have. In a movie theater, I would have been like, hey, can you stop shaking your legs? I don't know why, but on a plane, I feel like, I don't know why. Like, there's not a lot of options on the plane. You know, and the dude paid the same couple hundred dollars for that seat that I paid and I don't know I go back and forth it's just like there's some things I'll talk to people about on plane some things I won't if I'm on a plane I don't know who the fucking genius was who made the screens on the back of your seat touch screen oh my god so guys for those of you who don't fly that much sometimes I have screens on the back of your seat right for the people in the back you watch tv well some ass fuck made those touch screens so people are just basically constantly ramming their finger into the back of your chair. But nobody remembers. It's one of the problems in society now. People just forget that there are other people alive. Like, they just, they, they're basically punching the back of the seat. Now, in the next generation of planes, please, you geniuses, because I'm sure all the, anybody who's into designing airplanes is clearly listening to this podcast. But would you please just have a remote control? On the just you know some of the planes have remote controls built into the armrest. That's the way to go, okay. But it's every time I turn around and say to somebody, "Hey, could you please 
just touch the screen a little softer. They always go, oh, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot that there was somebody sitting there. How could you completely forget that you're in a metal tube flying 30,000 feet above the air with 200 other people? How could you fucking forget that? It, it, it is baffling to me. <clears throat> but um, the guy on my flight, I just smacked again. I'm so sorry. But I can't breathe really through my nose. Uh, the guy on my flight, oh, <laughs> the leg shaker was the, one of the problems also. One of the reasons I didn't say something. He was such a nice dude. And at the same time, I wanted to stab him in the trachea with a pencil. He was such a giving guy. And at the same time, I wanted to gouge his eyeballs out with my thumb and cut off his leg so he couldn't shake him anymore. It was really quite... Uh, I was having quite an eternal battle because part of me wanted to tell him, to sh you better fucking shut it down. And then part of me was like, no, this dude is just super friendly, oh, but with some hairy-ass hands. Ooh, I think if I had super hairy hands, I would probably wax them. I think so. I have a little bit of hair on my hands, just like on the... S not even really, actually, now that I look at it. It's kind of weird. I'm a grown man. I don't have any hair on my hands. <clears throat> but I think if I had super hairy hands, I think I would probably do something about that. I'm trying to decide what I think is the worst place to have hair. <sighs> uh, I guess I go... Well... Yeah, I mean, I'm not a... I know as you get older, I I guess hairy hands isn't great. Hairy back is not great, but you can wear a shirt. The hair, you know, when you see hair just jetting out of people's ears. And not like one hair. Do you know, guys, I have a I have an extra long eyebrow. And just one. And but Beth hates it. So what I do is I'll sit in bed and I just twirl it. I just I just watch TV and I'll twirl it and she's like, oh, I hate that. I, well, you've clipped that eyebrow, cut it. I'm like, no, babe, I like it. I like playing with it, but I'm really just doing it. I don't I don't like it at all. Actually, it makes me feel like an old man, but I like it. I like fucking with her more than I dislike the hair. And she was like, I'm just gonna pull it in your sleep. I'm like, don't. She said, why? I'm like, what if what if it's attached to my brain? What if like that is my life source and you pull that eyebrow and I fucking die right there? She was like, don't say that. I'm like, well, don't pull my eyebrow when I'm sleeping. I mean, what if it was attached to my brain? What if it was like the on off switch and you pulled it? And it was like and there was no going back. How bad would you feel if you pull if you t if you turn my light switch off? Um, I don't know if that has any credibility at all. It definitely doesn't. But it makes me happy to say it. You know what I'm saying? Um. I think, I think hair, hairy ears, tough, hairy hands, tough. I did meet a guy in Myrtle Beach. I think it was Myrtle Beach. Him and his girlfriend, <laughs> it was so bizarre. It was in a meet and greet after the show. And uh, he walked up to me. And he was like, hey, man, hey, I want to show you something. And I was like, mm, okay. And his wife's like, uh, where's girlfriend? He not, he didn't want to, he didn't want to get rid of it. Until he showed you, he was like, where do we go to the Josh Wolf show? And I was like, oh, okay. And I was waiting to see what it was. You know, some, obviously something pretty cool. And then he goes, look. And he just kind of turned his neck. And he had a good beard. But also the, net, the hair on the front of his neck connected to the hair 
on the back of his neck. So you know that one gap down like beneath a little back behind the ear on the neck, like the side of your neck where there's no hair because we're not gorillas. That wasn't bare. It was fully grown in. And he was like, look at that. He goes, I didn't want to shave until I saw you. And I was like, well, okay, thanks. And then I spent the entire night thinking, what am I putting out there? That this dude was sitting in his house and he was like, you know what? I'm not going to shave this. Not until I show Josh. Like I wanted to ask him, hey, excuse me. Thank you for showing me. And I do appreciate that because, you know, I, I will tell you what else I did appreciate, though. Dude was thinking about me, man. You know what I mean? He thought I would think it was funny. I guess. I love it. I, I mean, I will tell you there was one guy. I, I was in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee or Chattanooga. I think Knoxville. Knoxville. And somebody brought me moonshine. And he said... Uh, don't drink too much of this. And I was like, okay. Now, when you tell me not to drink too much of something, I just mean, I, I think that means, you know, don't do 10 shots of it. Holy shit nuts. That stuff wrecked my, my entire body it wrecked. It destroyed, it, it, like, my, it changed the way I walked the next day. I was hunched over. I don't think my, I think my the only eye that was working I think my left eye the next day blinked and everything, but I think my right eye just stayed shut the whole fucking day. I mean, I think one of my feet, you know, I think I grew like a sixth, sixth toe. It was bad. I smelled. It was a different sweat smell coming out of me. Um, and my urine was like, it was a different, it was everything it was just off. I was sweating like it fucking, but that's another thing, guys. When people talk to me about the difference between alcohol and weed. Okay, if I drank as much as I smoke, not only would I not be functional, but I would be really unhealthy. Now, I, like, and I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to hold my job. And it, it, there's no way that you can convince me that alcohol is better for you than weed. And plus, think of, like, think of mistakes you made. I mean, think about the people you fucked when you were drunk. Oh, my God. Some mistakes, right? The only thing I ever fucked high is a sandwich. Full on fucked a sandwich. No, I never fucked a sandwich. I would. I'd fuck a sandwich. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck a sandwich. I can't believe I just had that conversation out loud. Like I was really entertaining fucking a sandwich. I... <laughs> What the hell is wrong with me? Um, and the other thing I, 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 I uh, by the way, just one other thing I noticed flying, which was really interesting. Okay. When I fly, I do crossword puzzles because I feel like, you know, when you get older, we stop using our brain as much because we're not in school. And, and I really try to use my brain as much as I can. My, it's something I learned from my dad and mom. It, it's kept them sharp. You know, they both do crossword puzzles and Sudoku and Sudoku. Sudoku, one or the other. And they do all that shit, and it keeps them sharp. So I try to do crossword puzzles on the plane for sure. You know what I noticed? I mean, every now and then when I get bumped up to first class, and I get the crossword puzzle out of the, uh, out of the magazine, I would say eight out of ten times the crossword puzzle is filled up. And so is the Sudoku. Sudoku, Sudoku, one of the two. When I'm in coach, which is the majority of the time, and I reach into the 
to get the magazine to fill out the crossword puzzle. If it's filled out at all, which generally it is not, there's only like three words filled out and that's it. It was very interesting, man. I really, really started to hit home this last year. I've been like, it's amazing. You know what that shows me? It doesn't show me that people in first class are smarter than us, but it tells me in general, and I would assume that people in first class are probably financially more successful than most of us. What that tells me is those people who are financially more successful aren't spending their time uh, on the plane watching fucking Hangover for the 30th time or crying in their seat by themselves watching Up, which is generally what I do when I fly to New York. I don't know why. Um, they're doing crossword puzzles. They're they're constantly challenging themselves and working their brain. I, I mean, it, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence that those crossword puzzles in Sudoku, Siddiqui's, fuck it, whatever, Siddiqui, Sudoku Walker, what was his name, everybody? Basketball player, Sudoku Walker. Sudoku, fuck, Samari, Samaki. Somebody will tweet me, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's not a coincidence. And that's why, like, I, 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 I in this fucking political go-around, it, 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 it is it's highlighted more than anything else that we just continue, we need to continue to push education a little bit. Uh, and, and what I mean by education is like being a curious person also, because a curious person doesn't take a headline and go, okay, I read that headline. Oh, okay, so Hillary is deathly ill. Well, she must be deathly ill. Do you know what I mean? And you, a curious person goes, well, oh, let me check another site. Oh, it looks like pneumonia. Well, let me check another site. That's what I do, guys. I'll, I'll look at like five or six sites for, for stories that I'm interested in, and then I'll make a Venn diagram. And I'll pick whichever... Like whatever bits of information that all five sites include, then I go, okay, well, that's the truth. And I don't know what else is, you know, um, but I'm also, I have a lot more free time than you guys because I, I usually only work an hour a day. Um, and I, I can't apologize for that. I'm actually pretty fucking happy. I, my new car, I, 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 I think I talked to you guys a couple weeks ago about getting a new, I just... I'm a creature of habit. I ended up getting the same car. But I got to tell you, new car smell. Again, happy hard. Not sexual hard. Happy hard. It makes me so happy hard. I can't even believe it. I like I sit in that car and it still smells new. I'm like, oh. And I get a little tingly in my, in my no-no. You know what started happening to me too? When I get nervous, like a certain kind of nervous, I get a tingling sensation like in my, I hate, it's not like my taint, but you ever, you know when sometimes when you get an itch and you think it's right on your shoulder and you itch there and it's not there and you still feel an itch, but you can't like pinpoint where that itch is. By the way, that'll drive you fucking insane. Um, but that happens to me when I get, sometimes when I get super nervous, I get a little tingling from the tip of my penis down to right the end of my taint. And it's like a general, it's like a spidey senses, but for my taint, uh, for my, <laughs> but that, isn't that weird? It's a weird place to feel nerves in your taint. Although I'm sure it's a very sensitive area. It's like the Gaza Strip down there. Um, but I did get a little taint tingle before oddball too. Taint tingle and sweat. Taint tingle and sweat sounds like an R&B group.
from the 90s. Tink, tingle, and sweat. <laughs> Holy shit, that's funny. Tank tingle, and sweat. Oh, it's not Bell Biv. They opened up for Bell Biv DeVoe, right? Tank tingle, and sweat. Oh, what would Tank Tingle and Sweat's first single be? Tank Tingle and Sweat. Oh, I'm I'm gonna I I am going to I'm gonna write out what I would think would be the ten songs would be on their first album, Tank Tingle and Sweat. I'm gonna write it out. If you guys, if enough people listen to this and are interested to hear what their ten songs would be on their album, and would you guys please either tweet me. Or send it to the fairly whatever email I read to you. What you think the name of their album should be? Taint Tingle and Sweat's album. Oh, fucking Taint Tingle and Sweat. That is the best name for an R and B group. Everybody, please welcome Taint Tingle and Sweat. Hey girl, this is Taint. You can't call yourself taint, can you? Yeah, taint nothing. That's how it's not like sexual taint, but taint. No, sexual taint. Taint, tangle, and sweat. Um, all right, listen, guys. If you can't tell by my voice, I think I'm getting a little sick. I got to be up super early for the Hollywood Today Live, um, which I'm doing all week. So check it out. Please, feedback appreciated, everybody. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. About the solo cast, the podcast. Send it into the email. Spread the fucking word. Would you rate and subscribe? Would you would you at least pick your favorite episode? Pick your favorite episode and have somebody you know listen to it. What about that? How about if we did that? If we had everybody pick their favorite episode and um Send it to their, just have one of their friends listen to that. Let's get this motherfucker cracking. I'm going, I am not going to be in Washington, D.C. this weekend, everybody, because I took this gig, this TV gig this week. The following week, I will be at the Dania Beach Casino, Dania Beach in Florida, and Western New England College in Springfield. The week after that, super psyched, uh, which is like September 30th, October 1st, I will be in Columbus, Ohio. At the Funny Bone there. What a great fucking club that is. And then uh, ComedianJoshWolf.com for everything else. I apologize. House, the House of Comedy in Minnesota get changed. Um, but yeah, everybody. Tank Tingle and Sweat say, all right now. I love you. Tell me something good. Is that what we're calling this? Hit me up later.